twilight zone, 1959, the grave. Travelling through another dimension, dimension not only sight and sound, but of mind, a journey into wondrous land. Boundaries are that of imagination. Next stop, the twilight zone. Pinto. Look over all the sides. Raise your hands. He's still alive. Let's get him out. Him into the old jail. Well, that did it. They shot him down. Never thought they'd do that. Not to Pinko Sykes. Not that easy. He's in it. Ain't got more than a few minutes left to live, Johnny Rob. Go fetch his poor and sister. All right, mother said. Yes, sir. That's the end of that. Normally, the old man would be correct, but that this would be the end of the story. A traditional shootout on the street. A bad man would be, soon be dead. But some men of legend and folktale been known to continue having their way even after death. Outlaw and killer, Pinko Sykes, was such a person. Shortly, we see how he introduces the town, a man named Connie Miller, in particular, to the Twilight Zone. Who's that? It's me, Connie Jensen. Why, they fence off that place, the street down there, in his blood. If you could see down under all that dust, you could see his blood down there. Whose blood? Pinko Sykes. They shot and killed him the day before yesterday. Well, well, looky, what well, the wind blown in. Hello, Connie. Jim, same Connie. That's that's all. F- that's that's all for me. Did you notice that our little fence down the street, Connie? That I did. I know what was in it too. Blood of Pinker Sykes. Who shot him? We did. Whose is we mother shed us? Whole town, not me. Don't believe in gunfire myself. One eighth of one of eight. One eight of us actually fired. The whole town was behind it. I admit the whole town isn't much of a marksman. Out of eight shots fired, only one of them hit him. I didn't even know who it was that got him, but it passed right through him. No one's bragging that that they did it. No, sir, no one's taking credit for that piece of gunplay. You know something, Mr. Gunmother said? Maybe we n- by now Pico knows who it was that killed him. Reckon I know you may... It's so disappointed, Connie, being as how you spent so much time trying to find him for yourself. Then I, that I am, Rara. Four months waited looking for him. I could have found him here. I ain't the pit where Pinko tells it. He claimed you didn't even try to catch him up to him. Hello, Johnny Reb. Bob, still a little big blubber mouth as ever I find. Well, you do spout off a lot, Johnny Rob. You no need to get rouge, Connie. Hey, I see you ain't saying you didn't actually try to catch him. It's the fact that Pinko claimed that on his deathbed. He talked about it before he died. He lived half an hour before he shot. Talked to Blue Street right up to the very end. What do you say about me? I reckon that Connie deserves to hear it all. He's new, got a new circuit drug, Connie. A young fellow named Ed Thackeray. He was through here last week. He went to him for complaints. We told him about how Pinko Sykes wanted by the law in three states, but he treats his town like his personal property because he's born and raised here. He told him how he hired you, Connie Miller, struck him down. We hadn't heard much results. Well, sir, this factory got mad at us. Tell us to grow up and act like men or leave, or else leave the town, move to where men can protect us. He gave us a kind of fire, gets us a full fight, kind of fight up. We hold a meeting. We all agreed to work as one. Next time, Punta rode in. All join in and we take him. Day before yesterday, he rode in. Now, do you want to tell it, Ara? 
That's all there is to tell. Rode in, air the town, gunned him down, out the street. That's all there is. No, that's not all there is. All right, you tell it. He sent for you, his poor, for his poor Dunsykes, his sister, uh, uh, one, I know, I know names of his family, are born here too, spent the last few minutes talking to them. He told his pa how sorry he was, he hadn't turned out better. Pa allowed us a, that is how he turned out well. He told what Iron, how he wished she'd marry a fine man, move away, asked to be buried near his ma, only twenty feet, as he's too true a woman to have the likes of him any closer. What did he say about me? He got real tired when he mentioned you. He said, slowly you ran away, slowly you chased him. You, he said he waited for you in Amber Creek. He even sent word where you was. He never showed up. He said you ought to be able to catch him now. But if he'd come, anyway, he's close to his grave. He reached up and grabbed you. He lied, even his deathbed. I searched all Amber Creek, every saloon, hotel. But even in the town, long enough to make himself room for the night. Hello, Iron. Give me a bottle of rye, Mr. Rowley. Shows seems like a poor is hitting and drinking. You seems your pa is hitting and drinking. A mite heavy iron. Maybe you ought to get him down to him to turn it down. Fine man, but you folks here in town don't hold it against him. That is Poto's pa, pa, pa. Ain't for poor Mr. Poto, it's for me. Well, look what the blood drew in. Hello, Owa. Owa. And how are you? Fine, just fine. How's yourself? Just wonderful. You know, you're my brother, and I were just talking about you just the other day before yesterday. Were you real sorry about been missing you? You told him, well, 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 well. You, even about our printers trying to reach up and grab him. We told him that too. Been chasing him for a long time. So long, Connie. You ought to feel lucky tonight. You know where he is. All you've got to do is walk out there. Ain't that nice? The whole Sykes family never was so real bright. Tell me something, Connie. Are you afraid of Prentice's grave? The rest of us are. How now? How about you? Are you afraid? No. I'm going to tell you something, Johnny Rob. I'm never afraid of Pinto. When he's alive, I sure ain't afraid of him now he's dead. I don't believe that. Ain't I ain't armed. Hold it, Connie. There's not have any bloodshed. No, he calls me a coward. Now he don't let, didn't let me finish what I was going to say, Connie. Didn't think you were a coward, likewise. Leastwise, I don't think you're afraid of anyone in this damn room. It's not me. Just just a poor old boy. Worked hard for not too much. But dogs and kids like me. They follow me around all the time. Sure, it's windy tonight, isn't it? No, sir, I don't think there's anybody afraid of me. Whether you're afraid of Pinto alive, oh, you know that. But it was I was going to say, before he hit me, hit me, hurt me as well. I bet I'm not accusing you, understand? I bet you wouldn't call on Ponta tonight. Why don't you shut up before you really get hurt? It's almost midnight. Now I bet you won't walk out of here midnight sharp and visit Bronto's brave. Now I've got a 20 gold piece. Now I bet you this gold, 20 gold piece, it took me 20 weeks to save. Don't do that. I just said, I'm going to tell you something, boy. I don't like you. Never have and I never will. So old brother mouth got himself a 20 gold piece, huh? Well, I just happen to have one, too. I've got a couple of yours, I guess. And well, one of us will have forty dollars instead of twenty. That's right. When I get back, I want you to, don't want you hanging around here where I can see you. You understand, Connie? Don't want you to put together another twenty for you, do you? Are you saying you want me to bet against me, too, Stoneheart? 
Betty invoked business, Connie. Don't think I've got the nerve. I don't want to say that. I said, twenty. I bet 20 you don't go there. Keep an eye on that bet, Sarah. Sure, Connie. I've uh, still got some betting money left. I can't afford to bet tonight, Stoneheart. Just took all I could afford to lose. Well, Stoneheart, don't take any, taking all your money. Whose side could you be on? I reckon I'd bet again, you Connie. What's wrong with you? People know me. You how come? How now? You think I'm afraid? Cause we're afraid. Be afraid. You draw a gun real fast, Connie. We've seen you. But out in the graveyard, the ground will be worth a couple of cents. Don't get my nerve from this gun, Mother said. I did had it all along before I could pick one of them, them up. Connie, before you go, we've got what? Uh, a little detail. Since you're going, doing this job by yourself, how will you be sure you've done it? How do you mean? Uh, what do you keep? What's to keep you from going to the edge of the graveyard, telling us you've gone all the way? Saying you don't trust me, Stoneheart? Business, business, Connie. For me, this is business. And in that case, I guess you have to keep me company so you can protect your own interests. Have another way. Give me a bowie knife. Yeah, all right. What's that for? When you arrive at destination, simply stick it in the grave. And on daylight tomorrow, we'll see the proof of your visit. If you see that within five feet of fresh earth, we can see the wager. One thing, Connie. Why didn't nobody go up there and steal a knife once it plundered it? Keep the bottle in a jar, Aura. I won't be long. Connie, well, hello, Aura. Come to see Pinto? Maybe. You're braver than a fault. Maybe. Mm, here. Maybe a good bet of belt green red eye. Make it all easier. I ain't got my nerve out of my body while I own. You gotta go up there and see Ponto. I just came from there. He's waiting for you. I don't understand it. It's morning, he ain't back yet. Maybe he didn't have the nerve to come back and face us. We didn't have the nerve to do it, not likely. It's all still there. You can't help feeling somebody how I got a man killed. And now it's full daylight, Johnny Rob. We can all think with clear heads. Deep down we all know dead can't really hurt nobody. Morning, good morning, Nyon. What are you looking? What are you doing with that plate? This is his. He used to eat out of it when he was a little boy. Going to put it on his grave. I'll go through and see what happened out there. I reckon we can't spend our, our days being afraid of a dead man. I'll come with you. I know it. I know it. I've got a man killed. Cut it out, Johnny Rob. You're acting like a baby. It's not all your fault, man. What do you mean? What happened? The whole story's right here, there. Look at him. Come up here. He had the courage. They're not more courage of fault. There's his knee prints. He knelt by the grave, pulled his knife, he belt and plunged it to the grave. The wind was strong and blew it from his coattail. The grave, being dark, he didn't notice. Knife through his own cocktail, pivoting into the grave. He started to rise. It did so. Hobbing up, he suddenly felt tugged of knife, pull it holding his coattail. Now, by his own mind, Pyrodo reached out and grabbed him. As it scared him half to death, and had finished him. His heart gave way, it's all. There you are, bud. So you think Connie's death was an accident? That he stuck the knife in his own coattail? Yes, madam. And how did the coattail get over the grave? For some reason, he had it unbuttoned. The wind must have done the rest. What direction was the wind from last night south? Well, south, same as now. Look at my cloak. I'm standing in the same spot Connie was. Look at my cloak. The wind is blowing across the grave. You take this with a grain of salt or shuffle of earth, shadow or substance. Leave it out to you. For any further research, check G for ghosts in the Twilight Zone.